Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. No one does us like we do. Always go hard with this crew. Welcome to the show. Let's make moves. Nothing's going to stop us. It's not to get rough. Broadcasting from Studio Lumo in Adelaide, it's the SCNSA Breakfast Podcast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Bix and I were just having a chat about uh, a match that we were watching in Studio Lumo here. It was uh, Geelong, North Melbourne, and we were we were almost came to blows arguing well, in which, which year it was in. But to, can you just tell the scores to our listeners? Because it just shows the game today is so much different to the game of the sort of mid to late 90s. So this was round one, 1999. Geelong, 22-9-141, defeated North Melbourne, 21-9-135. 22 to 21-9. That's 43 goals, 18. That's a fair day if you paid your admission fee, isn't it, to, uh, to watch that game. The ball was just pinging up and back, goal after goal, yeah. straight kicking, high skills, great time and – I'm a little bit biased, but during the 90s, it was a great brand of footy. You had all those full forwards, Dunstall, Lockett, Modra. You had great, or Carey, you had great defenders like Jakovic and the like. Um, One-on-one contests, high marking, lots of goals. Pretty good era. What do you look for, though? I want to break down. We were looking at the monitor, and this is an era where we can just type in into the internet, whatever we need to, and it will come up with the statistics. That's how I identified it. I just typed into Google Geelong North Melbourne pass results. It came up mm. with all the games and I found the score. So we were trying to work out when it was. See, you're probably looking for players, right, to see what, yeah. which players were playing what era it was. So I look at, um, first of all, the AFL logo. So they had the old school AFL logo then in the year 2000 that changed. I look at the the colours of what the umpires are wearing because then it was only, I think, in the the 2000s they went into the different coloured fluoro umpires' uniforms and then the goal umpires lost their hats. You can type anything into Mm. Google. I typed Mark Bickley topless and I couldn't find anything, (laughs) but I got a photo of you there with your old uh, old school player profile, which is very good. So I think it's great to look at this stuff. And it was a different era back then. Uh, North Mel- why, why are we watching North Melbourne Geelong highlights on Fox footy constantly? I'm not sure. They've got to fill up the space, I guess. But that, that's a cracking yes. game of footy. And there's some superstar players in there. Um, oh, you're right, though. You just look. I look at the players straight away and how old they are in the vision. Just watching this game must be a fair fair age because John Longmire looks like a young lad. Yes. I'll look at sponsors too, but it's really hard to identify sometimes. I know that the the Crows over the past 24 hours announced that Toyota are still on board, which yes. is, uh, it's been there since day one. Mm. So um, it says a lot about them and what they're doing with their commercial partners. We actually spoke to Ben Keys from the Crows today, who was great to have a chat to. I love his stories. I like stories of redemption and people who go about it the hard way, where um, he was delisted by Brisbane. He's He's got a lot of family who have played AFL, VFL football before, and mm. his story is remarkable. Now he finds himself in the leadership well, group. Well, because he was from Queensland, he was part of their academy mm. program, which means he was tied to Brisbane. So they had first crack at him. They drafted him. He 
He was there for three or four years. And at the end of that period, they said to him, you cannot do any more. You, you, are, you train really hard. You've got the right attitude, but you're just not where um, you need to be for us, you know, with our list. And their list was on the up back then. They just got Lockie Neal and others. Yeah. So, um, so it wasn't like he was, you know, loafing off or, you know, the penny hadn't dropped, how hard you have to work. He was doing all of that. And I think that's why it was probably a, a pretty astute pickup from the Adelaide Footy Club, knowing that he had a great work rate. He was always going to set a great example on the training track. And when he came to the club, they were at a low ebb. They, you know, they obviously finished last in his, his first year at the club. But what he's been able to do is, is continue that work rate, continue to, to work on getting himself better. And the other thing that happens is the belief starts to kick in. When he started, starts playing regularly now, like he is, and you start finishing in the top five in the best and fairest, which he's done a number of years in a row now, then you start to the expectation about how I'm going to play, how I go about it, what I can do. Um, that all all sort of marries into the work rate and the preparation and you get really high performance. So well done to him. And as we said, Adelaide Footy Club, they, they've found a diamond in the rough. Spoke to Jake Lehman from the South Australian Redbacks who take on Western Australia. In the Marsh Cup final two, we play a game of Quick Bix, the family edition, where I thought you were going to go really well, but you struggled. Yeah, well, look, it's hard, you know, like, Naming the Sewell Woods and how many games they've played, like that's a tough question. It's a tough question, and not everyone can be as switched on with I football was hoping, stuff as where, me. When you were going the family edition, I, I was hoping you were going to ask my kids' names again because I had that one pretty solid. <laughs> You're really you know, good with that one. Family edition, you, you know. <laughs> we, <laughs> we wouldn't have something time about, to go through all of them. <laughs> something about my mum and dad, you know, like oh, something that I was really intimately knew. But no, instead you went with the stupid football families, you know. Like, Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> we'll do buy rent sell as well. Um, thank you very much for listening. A lot of texts come through too as we're leading up to the footy season and one of the best things Bix has ever said when I asked him about um, Snoop Dogg and his most popular song according to Mark Bickley I love it and I think that's a highlight of the week so far so if that doesn't make the highlights mm. on Fra Thursday's edition then there's something wrong with this program enjoy the podcast thanks for listening here's SENSA Breakfast your local tyre power save on selected Falcon passenger tyres by three get one free at tyre power everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills coming soon breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh let's Mark Bickley, I think it's the first time we've seen rain so early in the morning as we are having a look outside SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Good morning to you, my friend. Autumn is officially here. Yes, good morning, everyone. Around five millimetres we had overnight in Adelaide, I'm led to believe. So that's a nice little drink for your lawn or your garden, which is uh, probably overdue, I would have thought, after a bit of a dry spell. And we're fresh because we're the only people in South Australia that didn't go to Ed Sheeran, as you mentioned earlier. So we're all up and about this morning. Uh, absolutely, but it looked like it was a great concert, didn't it? Everyone, uh, everyone's social media feeds that exploded. Mm. So, um, just to prove they were there, I'm guessing. I look at certain things like that, and you could see for for those of you who aren't on social media and you didn't see any of the the vision, um, the staging setup was ridiculous. How he's got these plectrums in the air, Excuse which me? Yeah, they're, they? they're guitar picks. They're called plectrums, Ple- I believe. A plectrum. A plectrum. Sounds like a part of your body. Uh, well, I think it's a guitar thing. I'll have a look at that just to get fact check <laughs> later on. But um, they were big screens as well. So mm. um, all I could think about was the head curator, Damien Hoff. Round, round one. And Todd Heinrich just freaking out because of what what's happening to the surface at Adelaide Oval underneath 50 
60,000 people watching Ed Sheeran perform last night. And thankfully, the rain kind of stayed away. It drizzled, mm. drizzled a little bit. Yeah. What I loved is as soon as he made his way into South Australia, he went to the Women's and Children's Hospital. Yeah, and I love that because it, you don't have to do that. No. And he's, he's not taking a camera crew with him. Yes, there was photos taken and, mm. and things like that. But he's gone, I'm, I'm going to arrive and then go and, um, you know, change the world and life of some some kids and their families, which I think is a really special thing to do. Yep, straight off the plane, straight to the women's and children's. Then he did a sound check, then he went to his hotel, then he went back. But talking about the ground, uh, if you had a, have a look at the MCG at the moment, Google that. There's a couple of news stories around about that. <laughs> it is just absolutely smashed in mm. the middle of the ground where the stage is set up and there was obviously lots, lots, lots of people on the ground. But um, that's – I just wonder how quickly you can repair that and how, or how long that will take. Do they re-sod the whole area? And if they do, that's – it looked like probably uh, maybe 25% of the ground, maybe 30% of the ground. And if you do that with – you know, what do we got now? Um, probably nine days, eight days to round one, yeah. which is the Thursday game. Can the grass recover significantly in time? So that's going to be an interesting one to follow. And you want round one, you want the surface to be looking the best it's ever looked. Pristine. Yeah. And I think sometimes you can tell, especially on on broadcast, remember when Marvel Stadium had all of those issues, you look at it and you go, this is a a professional sport we are playing here. But when you have a multi-purpose venue, it's pretty challenging. Let's um, let's get straight into the kitchen. We haven't been able to do this for a couple of days. Um, So we are here. Thanks to Nippies. You can win a cricket stump SD filled with Nippies ice flavoured milks and fresh juices. Finding kind of... Midweek, um, I'm getting a little bit tired. Uh, I think the the early mornings I'm loving. I've, I have energy in the afternoons. Yes. But I'm, are you a, an early a bed guy? You, you'd like to go early? What, what's your normal mm. bedtime? Um, we've been watching Survivor. Yes, uh, you have. As you yeah. know, a um, couple of Sean Hampson. This the footy link got voted out last night. Got blindsided. So oh, we're all, no. all a bit flat about that. Sorry, so, Sean. Yeah, uh, Megan Gale made a comeback on the, the Fashion Week, and Sean gets voted out of. Yeah, out of I mean Survivor. they're, they're constantly go. in the press though. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. The uh, the ups and downs of married life. Um, probably around ten o'clock, sort of floating the bed around sort of nine thirty ish. See, I'm sometimes an eight thirty guy, which is very early, isn't really? it? And I had to say to my wife the other night, I'm like, we're wasting our lives away here. We need to go to bed <laughs> a little bit later. And You're just a bit old, that's all. Well, that's way. it. One of the issues that, that we have had in our relationship is when, um, and I think it's important I can share this with mm. you because you're my radio partner, a friend and a counsellor yep. and a mentor, a life coach. And um, we found that when my wife was pregnant with our second daughter. Yes. She started to snore in the middle of the night and I found that really challenging to to deal with and to sleep with. Do you with. think she's happy with you sharing that to the, with the world, that she's a snorer? Yeah, I think it's really important because in the middle of the night, I would wake her up and say, excuse me, just sleep, you're, you know, you're snoring. And mm. on reflection, that does nothing because you're not aware that you're snoring at that moment. So yeah. it, it, it can, like there are certain positions. Mm. Sometimes if I have a few drinks when mm. I lie on my back I can tend to snore like pre- perhaps nine tenths of but men. you don't know that right so yeah. Tori's going to make you aware of that in the morning or as I or, do in the middle of the night a little shove and say listen just, do you know what's going on or here? just roll over it's a little bit of a nudge and it's like 
you're in a bad spot there. Roll over, and when you roll over, you stop. So that's okay. Yeah, see, I'm more passive-aggressive, and I'm like, do you know what's happening right now? So anyway. <laughs> I'm um, more pragmatic. It, yeah, I know. You, we're, you, this is a, a great balance that we have. Mm. Your balance and I just get upset. So um, it's been an issue for us, and we've moved house, and the snoring echoes through um, the bedroom. <laughs> so and, has it continued? Well, it has. Um, why, don't you, and, why don't you wear some sort of earplugs or I change rooms and it gets that bad. However, I wake up this morning at 4.30, the mm. alarm goes off and I check my phone and there's a WhatsApp video from my wife and the text that went under that video, she said, welcome to the team because this was me. Last night, she's filmed what? me snoring. Have a listen. <laughs> How do you respond to this? I feel it's, like I'm in a horror movie. It's, very, it's a real <laughs> warthog, isn't it? It's a real deep oh, snore. It's like a bear in a cave. It's, <laughs> so we're even. Um, Sasquatch or something. It like, is. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I can't I can't have a go at her anymore. Wow. I, I should say, in all, in all positive news, um, happy International Women's Day as well. So mm. um, uh, shout out to my wife and my – we're fathers of daughters. So yes. I've got two young daughters, Rain and Aspen, and my dog's even a woman too. So um, uh, basically women all in my household and my mother. Mum is like my best friend in this and very you know, inspiring women all around the world that yes. should be celebrated today, Biggs. Well, exactly. I've got three daughters, 22, 24 and 26. So they're relatively grown up and getting on with life and yeah, lovely people. Uh, and we've got one female cat and one male cat. So um, anyway, so that's the pet situation. We split it evenly. Mm. And, of Cats, course, and of course, Tori at home, my, my beautiful wife. Is that something I didn't know about you, that you're a cat guy? I'm a cat lover. Hmm. That just, says a lot. Just easier cats. They're low maintenance as opposed to dogs. But they don't like anyone. Yes, they do. My cats like me. Mm, I tend to disagree. I think cats are really selfish. And um, mm. yeah, I think that's... That might be after we do the bath shower sort of uh, <laughs> question with our with our guests. We might do the cat dog question. Are you a cat man or a dog man? We're asking all the hard hitting questions. Yeah. You actually got the opportunity to do that yesterday down at Westlake's. A select um, group of people went to go and listen to the head honchos at the Adelaide Crows. I think it's a, a good thing where you get to to hear them speak and mm. um, give you an insight. Is it is are those things kind of like the, the they get you in there to have a chat or is it a hey look? If you need anything, we're mm. here. Before you say stuff on the radio or television, you're with a media throng, right? Yeah, look, it's it's really just to to create some background. You know, like this is what's happened over the preseason. Uh, we're really fit. These are some numbers where, you know, most of our players have done more than what they've done last year. They, they, you know, if there's some questions about some of the young recruits who, if, you know, if you haven't been to training every night, you wouldn't know how... Billy mm. Dowling's going or some of the other young players. So they give a little bit of background on that. There was a little bit of discussion around um, uh, Riley Thilthorpe, you know, where's he sit, you know, in regards to the fact he didn't play on the weekend and, um, and you know, what that looks like. So it's a bit of background there. Adam Kelly, who is the football manager, he spoke a little bit, um, just gave some background on their sort of their list strategy and where they've been over the last three or four years and what their strategy's been around getting um, you know, a certain number of picks under, you know, whatever the number is, 25 or 30, and try and get some talent in there and then get the games, you know, into those players so that they can all grow together. So that, they're very happy that they're on track. That's, that's probably the message. They're saying that they're where they wanted to be 
and where they are is about right. And they're certainly going to see this through. And they're now in this stage where the last couple of years they've been able to get some more experienced players. And that's probably the next step for them. They, they intimated that they've got enough sort of young talent now. They want to supplement that if they can, if there's you know good players available, whether that's through free agency or good players that come out of contract. Did you get to ask any questions? Oh, you could, yeah. And there was plenty of questions asked um, all the way through when they were talking about different players and, uh, you know, were they surprised with with the output so far this year and, you know, the game against West Coast, which was – they talked about uh, when they went over to Perth and how well that went. They were over there for nine days, so mm. that was a bit of a challenge. And when you're in a hotel room for nine days, they weren't sure what the game against West Coast was going to look like. So to go out there and play as well as they did – to have the group connect as well as they did, they they were absolutely ecstatic with the, with how that trip went. For some reason, I had a dream last night that the Crows won their round one match by 160 points. So I don't know if I can predict the future, but um, I mean... I, I would say <clears throat> there's a, a high um, likelihood that that won't happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. Because I get it. I think I think GWS are one of the great unknowns. Yeah, uh, they had a really good win against Gold Coast. I actually think Gold Coast, or I did think Gold Coast, were going to be quite strong this year. Mm. And and one to Geelong, I think. No, no, uh, Essendon. I think they might have lost to the first round, and mm. then they lost comfortably to GWS. So it's hard to get a line through any of the teams at the moment. Um, I think we know that Melbourne are going to be pretty good. Brisbane are going to be pretty good. Geelong will. will be Geelong. They'll just come up and, and find a way. And Sydney look really impressive. So the ones that I'm a little bit, you know, the ones that didn't really perform that well, I think Carlton, you know, would be disappointed with their last game against Sydney. I think Port Adelaide would be disappointed. They didn't show a little bit more. Um, and I think Gold Coast for mine, I was hoping to see a little bit more because I thought they would have wanted to be up and about and get away to a really, really quick start. So that, that means the uh, tipping come round one is going to be quite difficult. And the away game, GWS and Adelaide, I think is um, is really difficult to to draw a form line through. We are here thanks to Ty Power. Best buys on big brand sale now on. I uh, would love for you to get involved in the show. 0427-154-166. Brett has already sent us a text saying, that's so true, Jared. Cats are such selfish animals. The saying goes, cats don't have owners, they have slaves. Your thoughts, Mark Bickley? Yeah, I, I think you're being a bit harsh. Um, okay. Sorry to offend I know, all that cat listeners. I know that they're not energetic like a dog. They don't come up and jump on you yeah. and lick you and all those sort of things. Mm. But there's something alluring about watching TV or you know reading a book in bed and the cat comes up and just snuggles into you like it, it wants your attention. So I like that. Okay, fair enough. Well, uh, your thoughts on sport and cats, you can let us know. 0427 154 166. Big show today. We are catching up with Jake Lehman from the Redbacks. They take on Western Australia in the Marsh Cup final. Later on this afternoon, our time, Ben Keys from the Crows and uh, Quick Bix is back. It's a big addition a to big see addition? how quick you are today. Mm-hmm. What is there a theme this week, last week? There is a theme. Do you want me to tell you the theme now? Please do. It's the family edition. The family edition. So have a think about it on this International Women's Day. If you want to give a shout out to uh, some of the special women in your life too, you can certainly do that going for 21 degrees today. It is SENSA. Good morning. Tyre Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tyre Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! 
19 minutes past six, a little bit later on, Bix uh, asking you the tough questions with buy, rent and sell. Thanks to Ray White, North Adelaide, real estate's a team sport. We had a text coming through from AJ on 0427154166 talking about your secret visit to Westlakes yesterday. Well, it, wasn't to- a, it wasn't a secret. Adelaide Crows headquarters it was well where publicized. they got everybody together and they're like, people. this is what you will say on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what AJ says. Like the Camry Crows only premiership captain needs to ask a question. Please, Walshie. He picks up the phone and says, do this. And it happens. No questions needed. Is that accurate? No, I'm just a humble radio presenter. That's all I am. Oh, and a brilliant liar. All right, let's get into this. <laughs> yeah, well... You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Hey, morning, Jace. How are you? You didn't go to Ed Sheeran last night? No, I didn't. Uh, International Women's Day today. So my mum, my auntie and my Mm. wife all went to Ed Sheeran. I stayed home and did the fatherly thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and weaponized my snoring as a uh, as a punishment. So no CPAP last night, wife. You're, Sorry. you're a real decent snorer, are you? Oh, I chopped down forests. Okay. Yeah, so nothing on what you produced just then. So, uh, I'm surprised I, I had that in me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, well, that was solid. Where did it come from? There's nothing of you. I'm not sure. I just My inner beast comes out in the middle of the night at 9 o'clock because I heard a bit so early, I think. <laughs> Uh, speaking of International Women's Day, um, I know you've got some work to do later on today on that, and please fill us in later in the show about it. But I wanted to ask, and we've done something similar to this in the past, and I don't want it to be um, blasé. We should talk about this more often, but I want to know about the greatest athletes in South Australian history. So I think this time last year we did the greatest athletes, female athletes of all mm. time. But I want to talk about South Australian female athletes. Who are our very best? I can think of a few off the top of my head. Erin Phillips. There's Tali McGrath currently. Karen Rolton's got an oval named after mm. her. So she's right up yes. there. But can you boys think of some others? Jess Stenson. Yes. Yeah. Um, formerly Trengove. Just a, an incredible athlete and from a, a pretty uh, – Good stock, aren't they? The family, the Trengo family, amazing. I'm going to go left field and a bit old school. Um, Jenny Williams. Now, Jenny oh, is well, yeah. the yeah. sister of Mark and Stephen and Anthony, uh, daughter of Foss and Vonnie. She represented Australia at five different sports over the journey. So I think there's touch football, there's lacrosse, and there's there's numerous others. Uh, and and it's poor that I don't know them, but I, I'm bump into Jenny infrequently and she's a great person. But think about that for a second. Think if a male athlete represented Australia at five different uh, sports, you would, we would be building a statue of that. So Mm. I think it's happened a little while back and some of the sports aren't as high profile as, as others, but I still think that's worth recognizing. I reckon that's a great effort. Good stuff. So if you can think of any others, let us know via the text. Uh, We'll have a post up on Twitter as well. Speaking of Twitter, Um, This one, I want to get this out of the way. We've got the fourth test starting uh, tomorrow between Australia and India. Who should be Australia's test cricket captain permanently? There's lots of talk around the place about this at the moment. I still think it should be Pat Cummins. Uh, He's an option, of course, Steve Smith. What about Travis Head? Mm. Should we make him skipper or someone else? Uh, We'll ask that on the Twitter feed today. And on the back of yesterday's announcement that we've got some uh, three clubs, I think, have nominated for the A-League second division comp here in South Australia. Can Adelaide even sustain multiple professional soccer teams? That's the question today. Is there enough corporate um, facilities? Facilities? Is there enough corporate support for multiple professional 
football teams, soccer teams in Adelaide? I think there is. Well, you know this better than I do, Walshy. So, so correct me if I'm wrong. This is going to be a promotion relegation. Setup, I think it? that's the long term plan in mm. 2024, and I think the the only challenge that football has in Australia is is the corporate dollar too. Now, you look at um, the NPL here with some of these clubs like with Adelaide City, with Campbelltown, Metro Stars um, and Bacala, they have really good financial support at that tier. Mm. Once you go to the next level of corporate dollar where you need to invest, it's a bigger investment. So you, you have a look around the local football now. Some of the investments are, are fantastic because, say, Bix, uh, your lad plays for Metro Stars, so you want to put your money into That's that right. club to mm. support them. But then if you want front of shirt at an A-League men's club, that's a significant investment mm. where you're probably not going to have that money. And you, we've seen a lot of clubs fold already. Mm. So it's the excitement of having a, a new club, but then um, being able to have that as a sustainable force, mm. I, don't, I don't think is, a, is something that we should take lightly. Well, it's going to be interesting because when you look at what happens, let's take the Premier League, for example, if you get promoted, you move up into that Premier League, you get your cut of the television rights. You get yeah. your cut of the merchandise, all those yeah. things that the league of that size has. So your, your budget is quadrupled almost or, or something quite astronomical, how much it goes up from one to the other, which then gives you a pot of money to go out and buy some new players and to do some mm. new things and you get greater exposure. So that's the, the big question. One, is there going to be enough support from the football federation that says you have been promoted. So now that you are promoted, you're going to be on TV. You're going to be flying around Australia. Here's a pot of money that, that it enables you to be sustainable for the, the, the period of time that you're in there. But what that also means is let's say a team drops out. They also then they get their funding slashed, don't they? Because yeah. They drop down to a lower level and, and that's it's replaced with the team there. So I guess the, the, the system is all about a meritocracy where if you're good enough, you keep going up and you you um, you get promoted. So hopefully there's it creates so much interest that the game grows, uh, the television right grow, grow, the popularity grows, and, and with that comes a, a sustainable financial model. Well, the best example is now the Australia Cup, which was previously the FFA Cup, where you have um, teams competing in that. Mm. But then they have temporary facilities put up for broadcast and for, um, as you said, a TV deal. So say for Metro Stars and their the teams go through, then their venue needs an upgrade straight away. So their lighting can be good enough for broadcast. But, but wouldn't we just say, like the AFL does, we're going to rationalise our grounds. If you become the team in Adelaide, you play at High Marsh. So effectively, there's a game at High Marsh every week if there were two teams. Mm. Yeah, potentially. What I, th- about, I think uh, it's got merit. Sorry to butt in here, but no. what about if um, Adelaide United and Adelaide City are in the first division at the same time? Mm. Um, does that get complicated? Oh, and I think that's the that's the panacea because yeah, then you have that's a, what we want. You have a derby. Yeah. Uh, you have, like I say, a game every week here in Adelaide. Mm. So. Um, you create rivalries. I, th- I think that's one of the ways that the game grows in our state. The, the flip side of that is what happens if Adelaide City, have, oh, sorry, um, Adelaide United have a disastrous period for a number of years and they drop out and Adelaide City haven't been promoted. We don't have a team in yeah. Adelaide. It's a dual-edged sword. Um, it will all, it, it, like I said, it's a meritocracy and it's all on based on performance. And so there is 
the chance you could have two, but there's also the chance you have none. Are you prepared to take that chance? We would love to know your thoughts. Jace, thank you for coming in. Already had a text coming in. Um, Katie of Horsham says, uh, heptathlete Glennis Nunn as mm-hmm. a recommendation for uh, on International Women's Days. Some of our best female athletes. MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. It is SENSA. Good morning. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's 28 minutes to 7. We are here in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Ben Keys from the Crows, not too far away. Also, Jake Lehman from the SA Redbacks. If you want us to ask anything on your behalf, send us a text 0427 154 166. on selected Falcon passenger tyres, buy three, get one free at Tyre Power. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's as the rain falls over the CBD on this Wednesday morning at 23 minutes to 7, just for getting involved in the show, you'll go into the running to win that cricket stump esky filled with nippies, ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. Mark Bickley, I reckon we're closer to getting one of these eskies and the uh, nippies mm. juices in here. I saw you yesterday have a really stern conversation with the bosses saying we need to try the product. I banged the desk. You did, and I, I rated it because no, I, I felt I that I don't, that you are the voice of us when it comes to talking to the superiors. no. We're a team. Yeah, but you're but like good cop, bad cop. So you mm. go in there and you do the, we need this. And I go, yeah, whatever Mark says. No, that, that's not how good cop, bad cop works. You go in there and ask nice, hey, you know what would be a great <laughs> idea? If we had some, you know, some of the nippy stuff. And then I go in there and say, look, we've been asking for this for a couple of weeks. If it doesn't happen, Jarrah's not turning up. <laughs> That's how it works. Your time is done, and I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. Yeah. What are we tracking under the spotlight today? Uh, there's plenty going on, of course. The uh, the fourth test kicks off tomorrow, and Burat Sundarazen uh, spoke with Todd Murphy. Let's have a listen, Todd. Yeah, this is as good as it gets, I think. Um, to have the prospect of this being full, I think in a couple of days' time, is really exciting, and everyone's looking forward to it. And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be pretty, pretty special. Just about playing with uh, two other spinners, I, I don't know how often you've done that in your career. Uh, adapt to that, to adjust to that, and there are times when you're not bowling. Uh, how has that whole process been? Yeah, I definitely haven't played with two other frontline spinners in the team at one time. So there's definitely times where um, it just means that you're not going to bowl as much. But yeah, I think it's all, always just as long as someone's getting the rewards, we're all happy. So coming in out of different plans and just as long as you're playing a role, yeah, everyone's pretty content with that. It's going to be very interesting to see how it pans out. We just heard in the news there that uh, they've prepared three pitches for India to choose from. How does this work? Why is it that in Australia we seem to be able to be um, non-biased and we just produce a pitch, which is going to have, you know, mean we have a good game? Yet in other countries they seem to create something for their team and give them all the advantages. Where's the ICC in all this? I agree. And do you think it's quite strange that going on past form that we, we speak of Kuhneman and of course, Todd Murphy, that there's a chance that they'll take part in the fourth test tomorrow, but then we may not see them playing in our Australian summer here. That might be similar to what Ashton Agar was when he made his debut over in England, that they might just be over there, the subcontinent specialists. And we come back and play the West Indies in in our summer at the end of the year, and they'll be back playing shield cricket. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it must be, 
difficult for them to get their heads around that they may only be used whenever we play in a certain part of the yeah. world. Um, or does it mean that we have to think about making pitches that perhaps are a little bit drier, that, that do cater for some spin, mm. not, not like the, uh, the desert that was produced yes. <laughs> last week, but maybe just a little bit more. Like spin is a, the one thing about spin bowling is, is it does capture the imagination a bit. If you, um, my son plays cricket and, I know Shane Warne did this with leg spin, but the amount of kids that went out and tried to bowl leg spin, mm. similar type thing, spin is, is an art form and it's something unique. So if we see a lot of spinners playing, you'll see the kids get out there and try and do it. So I don't know, maybe we, um, maybe we need to, we've got Sydney, of course, which generally spins. Maybe That's about it, yeah. yeah. Maybe there needs to be some other pitches that take a bit more spin a bit earlier. Okay, so let's uh, turn our attention to the AFL. It was Nathan Buckley, our very own SEN's Nathan Buckley, having a look at both of the coaches of the Adelaide Crows and Port Adelaide. First of all, his thoughts on Matthew Nix. I can only assume that his players absolutely believe in him and buy into him because the, the intensity that Adelaide play at for the most part of the last you know, 18 months, it's been building. But last year, like it started like a house on fire last year. And they, they had little blips, which you do with younger players or a younger, a younger team that doesn't have the experience or the connection um, or have been through you know four, five, six seasons of AFL footy. They were still able to, they were still able to come back and, fight and raise the fight more and more and more. So I'm super impressed with what I'm seeing from the output on the effort and the endeavor of his team. And that... Isolate that straight back to the the culture, the environment, the drive that he and his coaching group are pushing through, and they're they're a relatively no name. Yeah, there are a lot of no names in their twenty two as as such, but geez, they have a crack. I'm I'm really interested to see how they go. He's basing this off. What do you think that what he's seen this preseason or the back end of last year? Because uh, he's been really bullish on them. Well, I think he talked about in that interview around starting the season last year like a house on fire and then and then sort of having some blips along the way. I think the the for for someone who watches them every week, I think out of the 22 games last year, there was probably 18 where you said I tell you what, you couldn't you couldn't fault their endeavor or their effort or their mm. work rate. It, it's always been about the polish and I think that you know, adding uh Rochelle and adding, you know, Dawson and Rankin and Hinge, you're starting to see more polish. So I think that's important. I just think, and and the way he described um, playing for your coach, I think that's the modern coach. Coaches are more arm around than finger pointing these days. And you think about Craig McRae down on the bench as they come off for Collingwood, he's, you know, wrapping his arm around them and talking to them and he's right there and guiding them. I think that's exactly what what Matthew Nix is about, that, that sort of more... Uh, more touchy-feely coach that is about creating that environment where everyone wants to be there. Now, you've got to balance that also with high expectation because, you you know, it's one thing to be wrapping your arm around blokes and saying, yes, we're doing really well and we're making progress and don't be too disappointed that we've lost three in a row. Let's keep going and we'll get better. You can do that for a certain amount of time, but you still have to be able to maintain high standards and have those difficult conversations. And I'm sure Matthew Nix does that because he's a real relationship coach, but that's going to be the challenge for Adelaide now is to move forward past that. Yeah, we're having a go and now start to see the results because the pressure not, and, and the expectation is certainly rising and uh, they look like they're rising with it. Let's have a listen to what Nathan Buckley had to say about Port Adelaide's Ken Hinckley. If Port Adelaide can't 
Frank, their recruiting, their plans to get to this point. I think they underperformed last year with a with a terrible start, a big hole that they've really struggled to get out of and, and ultimately couldn't. But but Ken Hinckley has his detractors. If you, You'd have to have your head in the sand to not see and hear that, especially over in South Australia. But I've always looked at him and thought that he's – an amazing man manager. I feel like he gets he's he puts his his heart and soul into it, and I think he's the connection with his playing group is pretty strong. The question I have is have they have they moved with the game because Port Adelaide still are a side that flood their forward line, turn the ball over really close to their goal, repeat forward entries, and that seems to be you know, and teams opposition teams put eighteen players in the back fifty at that point. And it's a really hard way to score. Mm, there you go. And that's something they've been working on for the last couple of seasons. They've worked on it intensely this year again, that entry into their forward line. But if you don't get it right the first time and then it comes out and it goes back in, it, like Nathan said, it, it is just flooded with um, with numbers. And that's why it's, it's hard for Dixon and Marshall and the like. So um, like every team, they they're working on – creating turnovers in your front half and going back quickly so that you don't give the opposition time to get back. But they've, that first time you go in, when it's not flooded, you've got to be able to hit your target. You've got to put it to advantage side. And if they do that often enough, you feel like they've got enough firepower, like Adelaide, to be able to kick plenty of winning scores. Dixon, Georgiades, Marshall. Uh, you've now got Rioli. Fantasia. Fantasia. Horn Francis is going to be around the place most likely as well. So there's enough firepower there. They've just got to do it well enough. And the other part of is get their share out of the centre square. That's the one time in the game when there is a controlled setting. It can only be six on six in, inside your forward 50. So you win that and you burst out of your centre square. And like all teams are, that's when you can really score quickly. Quarter to seven on this Wednesday morning. Tyre Power is Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. We have a sports update next. Want to get your thoughts on the show too. one 736 736 It's SENSA Breakfast. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Good morning. It is a nice morning. I mean, if you like it being overcast and a little bit rainy, we're having a look outside the window here at SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. But this is what we need. What did you say, Bix? Five mil overnight of rain? Yeah, roughly five mil in the city. So um, depending on where you are, up in the hills, probably a bit more. Up on the down on the flat, probably a bit less. Where do you check that? Is that your rain gauge you have a look at? or well, you have I a didn't look go online? out to my rain gauge this morning, but mm. I just uh, looked online. I think it might have been 4.8 millimetres. Okay, we'd love to know. Uh, we're taking your suggestions today of the greatest SA female athlete. You can do that on the text line 0427 154 166, uh, celebrating International Women's Day. Before we read some of them out, let's get into a sports update. SENSA Breakfast Sports Update. Okay, let's talk cricket first. And the curators at the Ahmedabad Stadium look to have prepared two, possibly three pitches for India to choose from ahead of the critical final test starting Thursday. Now, the local ground staff have been working on the square. When the team arrived on Tuesday morning, they said there was a 60% chance the game will be held on one strip and a 40% chance on another. But there are suspicions that a third wicket was being prepared that could come into play. 
Oh, the uh, how about the subterfuge here? Like the Indians, they already won the series. Yeah, what's the big deal? They're uh, just there, picking and choosing. There were reports during the indoor match that Indian coach Rahul Dravid was offered a similar choice ahead of that fiasco. So we'll follow that one before uh, that kicks off. Of course, you'll hear all the action here on SEN. The MCG will have about half of its turf replaced as part of a massive makeover for next Thursday night's blockbuster season opener. Now, ground staff have worked almost around the clock since Saturday and will begin laying new turf from Wednesday morning to present a pristine surface for the Carlton-Richmond clash. The MCG have allayed any concerns over the quality of the surface for round one after staging Two record-breaking Ed Sheeran concerts last weekend that attracted 215,000 concert goers and required 137 trucks to deliver massive staging equipment onto the ground, killing the grass under special matting in parts of the Oval or on parts of the Oval. So that is going to be played out right here at Adelaide yes. Oval as well. Of course, it's a couple of days later, but Adelaide Oval have uh, don't have a game on Thursday night like the MCG do next week. But, but it's, still, it's it's pretty full on. Like uh, at my house over summer, we have an inflatable pool that we got from the supermarket. And if mm. that, I don't allow that to be left out overnight because I don't want it to kill the grass. Can you imagine Adelaide Oval overnight, over 60,000 people just standing on the surface where the stage Hoffy would be mm. well Hoffy doesn't have any hair but if he did he would be pulling it out yes he would he's like you thank you he's follically challenged no well, I understand that I'm bald mm. I get that I look at myself in the mirror and <laughs> I don't need you to I, tell me I don't me. know how it got to hair when we're talking about I said Hoffy would be pulling his hair out mm. and then you basically looked me in the eye and said you're bald <laughs> I'm like thanks <laughs> I'm sorry to keep bringing that up. No, it's fine. You're not. When we're talking grass. Uh, Let's, uh, one final one. Cameron Smith, he's not kicking cans around this week, uh, but he has vowed to watch the world's best at the Players' Championship in Florida because he can't play. He's been banned from defending the title he won in spectacular fashion last year. The Queenslander moved to live golf. How about this? For a reported $140 million. uh, was enough for officials at TPC Sawgrass to also remove his name from the winner's reserved car park. But given the event is being played just a short drive from Smith's home in Jacksonville, Florida, he hasn't ruled out joining the spectators in the galleries. Curious to see what the reception would be. Now, that it's such a it, – it's still up in the air, isn't it, golf, mm. with the USPGA and the Live Golf. Now, he's going to be able to play in the majors, which is great because you want to see the best players playing. But there are – Others, like this uh, tournament, that are saying, no, you cannot play. You've been banned. So um, this will land somewhere, and I think it's working itself out, but there'll be a compromise, hopefully, in the not-too-distant future. I had a conversation with someone over the weekend who lives, pardon the pun, on the same street as the entry point for Grange, where Live Golf's going to be. Mm -hmm. They're a member of the Grange Golf Club, and I said, okay, so are you, as part of your membership, will you get tickets? They said, yep. Um, the excitement about Live Golf mm. is continually building with it being sold out with, um, I think, some musical performers going to be there, stadium holes, all, lots of fun. And I asked the question of what are they going to do with car parking? Because mm. you, you played football around that area, around Westlakes. How are they going to sort car parking out? I suggested um, that he charge people to park in like, his driveway. Like the Royal Adelaide show. Yes, but I, <laughs> I feel that they're going to close White Sands Drive down. So apart from the local traffic, I can't work out how they are going to organise all the car parking. The closest train station would be Grange. Hmm. Um, Maybe they could stop. Doesn't it go through the course? 
Uh, the, no, that's the uh, that's the the other one near Seaton, the other golf. I think that's Royal Adelaide oh, where the sorry. um the train oh, goes I was, through. I was thinking of the wrong course. Yes, no. So Grange is the one which is closest to Seaton High School off Frederick Road. Okay, so gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a real challenge, I think, for where so many people are going to park mm, their yes, cars. Now I'm in the right uh, zone. Uh, I think what they've done previously. Let's let's use. AFL as our closest sort of um, comparison. They used to close the or use the Seton High Oval, but I think they've built some houses on that. Yes. So they don't quite have that space. There was also obviously Max Bashir Reserve, which is now gone. That's housing as well. Um, maybe they'll just run a shuttle service yeah. or, or something along well, those they lines. They might even use Westlake's Mall, potentially. Who knows? Mm. I mean, it's a, fair, it's a fair walk to get to the entry point of Grange. But if it's worth it, because you're going to see this um, incredible... Um, golf spectacular with some of the best players in the world here. I wanted to quickly mention as well as we wrap up the sports update, Bix, a um, couple of uh, Adelaide United boys did really well overnight as part of the young Socceroos. So they are mm. playing uh, now, have advanced to the quarterfinals of the yeah, under 20 Asian Cup in Uzbekistan. Uh, 9-1, they defeated Qatar. But the names which stand out, um, Adelaide United's Bernardo. So that's Cassio's young lad, scored okay. two goals. And uh, Johnny Yull, too. So there's a, a few boys over there playing at the moment, uh, which is great for them. I understand that they tried to get Nesta over there, mm. but he still qualifies for the under-17s, I think. So he's, they're holding him back for the young wow. ones. So it's uh, very good for the young Socceroos. Now, Ben Keys is going to be joining us very soon. And also Jake Lehman from the Redbacks. And we're asking on the text line 0427-154-166 some inspiring women on International Women's Day. Yeah, we've got some great nominations. Mac from Windsor Gardens has sent some through. He said honourable mentions to Libby Kosmala, who has been... An Olympian more times than I can remember. Anna McVan, there's a blast from the past. Great swimming uh, person, along with Maddie Wilson, a bit more recent. Uh, but he says, well, I'm assuming Mac is a he, clear winner, Anna Mears. And she is a great cyclist, so courageous with her journey and uh, obviously so successful as well. So great nomination. Thanks, Mac. Tony sent that one through too for another nomination for Anna Mears. You can send yours through. If you are listening on the SEN app, you can uh, just press a button on there and get in touch with us directly. We're going to the running to win that cricket stump. Esky filled with nippies, ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. It is just before 7 o'clock. 20 degrees we are going for today. They have changed the forecast. Having a look later on in the week, 22 tomorrow. Then it warms up a bit over the weekend. 27 Friday, 28 Saturday, 27 on Sunday. And that is the last weekend we have before football comes back to South Australia. So everybody's excited about that. We'll chat to Jake Lehman from the Redbacks very soon on SENSA. Independently owned tyre power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Good morning to you. Thanks for listening. We are here in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. If it's the first time you've listened to SENSA Breakfast, Mark Bickley's here. And uh, Bix, it's been a good show so far. We're waking up to a lot of people who have been to Ed Sheeran overnight. We are not one of those people or two of those people. Um, and that's okay. We watched it on social media. Yeah, it didn't miss much. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, in terms of we got a blow-by-blow description, a lot of people... Uh, videotaping a song and then you hear it back and it sounds nothing like Ed. So the, the reproduction, obviously, w- with a mobile phone. Not sure why you would do that, but 
anyway, it is what it is. The last concert that I went to, and I will be going to a, uh, a concert tonight, but uh, I went to see Mumford & Sons a couple of years ago, right and I, in, I intentionally didn't take my phone. And I said to my wife, because I'm in love with Mumford & Sons, I love them. Mm. And I said, I just want to watch the concert tonight. You can take the photos and videos for social media. And it was it was amazing. You saw the, the photo of when LeBron James surpassed um, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record, mm. and everybody was on their phone taking the the photos and the stills, apart from um, the guy who uh, looks Nike. after Nike. Yeah, yeah so, mm. um, yeah, I think uh, tonight's going to be a little bit different. So here's a bit of a, uh, a moment. So last concert I went and saw was Vance Joy. He played in Heinley Street here at the uh, the music hall oh, yeah. at the other end. Guess what Vance Joy is doing at the moment? Vance Joy. Vance. Vance is not a word. Vance. It's, Van- oh, it's a South Australian thing, but just say Vance. Van- okay. Vance. <laughs> Thank you. What, what about what about Lance Franklin? No, I, I get that, but no one says Vance Joy. Okay. Well, Vance Joy. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Guess what he's doing at the moment? What was Vance doing? He's touring with Mumford and Sons. You're kidding. Mm. So what's the there's, there's a twilight moment? That's amazing. So we should go together. Yeah, it's in Wales though, or somewhere. All right, well, I mean, we've, we've got a couple of commitments here, but that, that's okay. Let's get into the daily agenda. Want to talk about uh, Jack Revolt? He spoke last night about Richmond and how they might manage their players throughout the year. Of course, um, Geelong did it really well last year. They do it with Hawkins. They uh, they prepared Patrick Dangerfield really well, and they, they've done it with others as well. Let's have a listen to Jack. There is a balance there between the new players coming through and then managing older players as well. So um, a lot of clubs are going through that at the moment, especially Geelong as well. So you've sort of got to think. Um, sort of look outside the box and, and look after your whole list, not just have one size fits all. There you go. Thinking outside the box, looking after your whole list. Of course, one extra game this year with the gather round. Jack's getting on a little bit. They've got some other players uh, that will have a high workload. wonder what they'll do with Dusty. Tom Lynch is another one. Trent Cochin. So that's interesting. But also um, at the briefing we had yesterday, it was almost implied by... Matthew Nix, that, that Taylor Walker, amongst others, they'll be doing a similar type thing, making sure that they manage his workload. And, and we know that when Taylor's fit and firing and in really uh, good shape, that he is still one of the best players in the competition. But as that workload increases, he plays a, a position where he gets clobbered a lot and jumped over by the extra defender. Um, he, when you get tired, it makes it hard to maintain that standard. So I think they'll try with the extra, you know, with Himmelberg now, um, Phil Thorpe coming on, and now you've got Fogarty. You can potentially afford to give Taylor Walker a chop out every now and then, whereas in recent seasons you couldn't because he was just the number one banana. Let me ask you a couple of questions on that. Uh, when you were playing, was this a thing? Were, were players rested as frequently as they are now. This is a big thing that's happening in American sport at the moment, mm. which is causing a lot of controversy. And I know I talk a lot about NBA. It's it's my passion. Yep. Um, load management is really coming under the microscope because, mm. for example, if you have um, one of the, the best teams in the competition, the Los Angeles Clippers, that have their, their two high-profile players, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, mm. it was only re- until recently they had played together in back-to-back games for the first time, and they were 60, 70 games into the season. Mm. Now, what this does for continuity for the team, 
a lot of um, pro teams uh, approach the regular season as nothing because the playoffs, they just need to scrape into the playoffs and the rest takes care of itself. But I'm thinking from the perspective of a fan where you may have a traveling team coming into your city and you've invested a lot of money to see the best players in the competition play and you find Mm. out the night before they are being rested because of load management. So this is massive in in all sports over in America. It's probably not as strong here because the players in the AFL have 22, 23 games, but you Mm. still want to see the best players play. From a Port Adelaide perspective, if Port Adelaide play against Richmond, I'd love to see Dustin Martin play well, but Port Adelaide still win Mm. the game. That's the same as any full forward. So what was it like when you were playing, and do you feel the fans are affected now more than anyone? Look, it's... You can't compare when I was playing because we didn't have rotations. So what you did, you played a position. If you played midfield, you either changed on ground with the, another player in the forward line, or if you played as a centerman, which was a position back then, as opposed to three midfielders, you played in that position all day. And so it was much more of an endurance game. Now it is just, it's high speed burst running. So it's, it's this combination of endurance, but high speed running. So the, the training has changed so much. And so that's why the players are a lot leaner these days than what they are or what, what they were when I played. So trying to compare that um, and the loads, they're just different. So you, you would most likely play, you could play when you were injured uh, a lot more when I played because you could shuffle around the park because you didn't have to sprint everywhere. Like nowadays it's all high speed running and you have to get back into defense and you win the ball and you have to sprint forward. Um, then you get off, you have a break for, you know, three or four minutes and you're back on again and you just go on flat out. So, so it's a totally different game. They're trained differently, you know, in terms of the type of trainings they do. So that loads them up more, which is why they're still getting injured. You know, people say, Oh, with all the, um, the technology we have with all the greater training methods, we still get injuries. Well, we're pushing these athletes to the very limits all the time. And that's why some of them just need to be spelled, particularly as you get older and you don't recover quicker. And that's the, that's the biggest thing for players, particularly when you're young, you can recover really quickly as you get older, that recovery process takes a lot more energy and effort. So I think that's what they're looking for. And I think a lot of this came about, if you think about Adelaide uh, when they were really flying Sam Jacobs was their number one ruckman all mm-hmm. year. But towards the end of the season, he just, the workload got too much and, and just wasn't able to be at the same level at the end of the year that he was at the start of the year. And so, and that's not having a crack at him. He, he was an absolute star. But what Geelong and other teams are working out is, and this is why the preseason has become less relevant, uh, the preseason competition. Teams like Geelong say, well, who cares about winning three or four games when we play a a Foster's Cup or whatever those competitions are called because you don't need to be up for 27 weeks in a row, you know, four games before the start of the season and then, you know, 24, 25 if you make finals. You need to be playing well for the last month of the year and who gives a stuff what you're doing in February. So teams then said, let's not worry too much about the preseason comp, which then devalued it and then it sort of has gone by the wayside. So if this management continues to work really well and teams continue to be able to manage players and it becomes part of our game, this is a precursor for us to have one preseason game and maybe 26 or 27 sort of game, competition games. And what that means is we start to get something that looks like a, a bit of a fairer draw where instead of doubling up on six teams, you might double up on whatever that number is, you know, 10 teams. 
which means it's just a, a slightly bit more even. We just got a text coming in talking about that too from Tommy, which is um, exactly what we're talking about and what I, I raised with the, the NBA. He said, I was lucky enough to watch LeBron James and Anthony Davis play for the Lakers back in 2020. A few games later, both were rested. Imagine being on a holiday from overseas, spending decent money for seats in an NBA game and the stars were rested. So yes, it is different because they're they're playing more games, but still some of the teams in um, American sport are now being penalised if there's not mm. a legitimate reason for these players being rested. Yeah, it's interesting as well, though, because you said that those two star players haven't played together in 60 or 70 games. I see that as a disadvantage. You want, you want to a team to create synergy. Now I was really lucky when I was coaching at Adelaide. Um, we had a group of young forwards come through Taylor Walker, Josh Jenkins, Tom Lynch, Charlie Cameron, and Eddie Betts arrived at the club. So those guys didn't really know much about each other, but they started playing together and they started playing together and then they played together pretty much constantly for five years. So in that year in 2016 and 2017, they knew each other backwards. The minute that Tom Lynch took a mark at 70 metres, Josh Jenkins pushed off his man and started leading because he knew that Lynch was never going back behind the mark. He was always just wheeling around and going to be playing on and kicking it. So there are this, these nuances that you know, and you know that Taylor Walker getting it on the wing can kick the ball really low and get it really quickly. So same sort of thing. Josh Jenkins is up the ground. Taylor Walker marks it. There's space inside the forward 50. Josh just starts sprinting because he knows that Walker's going to kick mm. it as far as he can and it's going to run on towards goal and Jenkins will, will pick the ball up and walk into an open goal. And people said, oh, he gets a lot of easy goals, Joe the Goose. But he, he knows that that's going to happen. So he's sprinting a second or two before his opponent and then because he was a quick guy, they could never peg him back. So that's just smart. That's not Joe the Goose. That's just knowing your teammates, knowing their ability to be able to kick the ball and, and how quickly they can get it there. Um, and so all those little nuanced things come from playing together. And so I would say you want to keep your guys together and you want to get them understanding the way people move and the, and the nuances of each other. So there's, an, there's a reason why you should be spending, particularly your best team, as much time together as, as you can. Listening to some of the players on some of the audio that I listen to, sometimes it's taken out of their hands as well. You have the two types of players where the ones that want to play every game and the sports scientists will say, no, potentially you need to rest this game. And the other players that will go, I will rest as many games as possible just as long as I still, as I still get paid. Yeah, the other things that are interesting as well, pay is one. Half the players in the AFL would be still on games payment, so they get paid per game. The better players get guaranteed money. So um, so you have to, and I know Geelong did this, so you have to restructure that. If you want someone to rest and it means they're going to miss out on payment, well, you probably have to pay them because that, that you're suggesting that they don't play. The other thing you have to do as well is Geelong restructured their best and fairest so that I think what they were able to do is you only took votes from your top 20 games or something like that so that if you uh, were rested for one or two games, you weren't disadvantaged in mm. terms of being able to win the best and fairest. So when you start doing this, there's the whole range of things that now come into play that we have to think about. So um, as I said, Geelong have been doing this for a number of years and they've thought about a lot of these things and that's probably why they're ahead of the curve and one of the better sides in the competition. We'd love to know your thoughts. You can give us a call, one 736 someone who can certainly give us some insight into that from the Adelaide Crows. Ben Keys. he joins us next. It is SENSA. We are here thanks to Tyre Power. Best buys on big brand sale now on. Good morning. 
Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! 19 minutes past seven, uh, a long weekend coming up in South Australia, which is very exciting. The 2023 Tab Adelaide Cup is on Monday, the 13th of March. Gamble responsibly called 1-800-858-858. Carla Deacon will speak to all about that very soon. But Bix, let's turn our attention to the start of the AFL season for the Adelaide Crows, a member of their leadership group, a sensational season last year. And... Last time I heard from this guy, he was floating around Qatar at the FIFA World Cup. So it's great to say good morning to Ben Keys. How are you, mate? Oh, hey, Jared, Bix. Good morning, guys. Yeah. Good to chat again. Yes, uh, good morning to you. And, um, and congratulations again. Uh, voted into the leadership group. The media had a bit of a get-together with um, the coach yesterday and he gave us a brief on, on the team and the preseason. Spoke highly of you uh, for your work on the track, but also your work away from footy and how dedicated you were. Is that something that's always been there or is that something that's built up over your five or six year career? No, nah, it's always always been there, I think. Uh, ever since I was, yeah, I was a kid, really. I just, yeah, love putting the hard work in, but I've just refined it. So probably just working hard at the right areas now, probably early on. I didn't really have a clue, but still trying to sort of do everything and get better at everything. And um, as a result, probably actually went the other way and hurt me a bit. But, yeah, really refined it now and learnt a lot. And, um, yeah, I think I'm in a really good space now with that. Played 60 games for the Crows. You had a number of top five finishes in the best and fairest. Could you have dreamt that it would turn out as well when you uh, when you moved from Brisbane to come to Adelaide? No, not at the time. No, it's uh, it's, it's, it's been great. Um, I guess next on the list is to play some finals and um, have some success. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to have I guess, established myself um, as a, a senior player um, at the Crows. Um, and, yeah, the, the next next step is definitely trying to help everyone along and, um, yeah, get some success. Late last year, we saw you change your role slightly at different stages. One game against Carlton in particular springs to mind. We saw that again against West Coast where you played that high half forward role. Both times you, you hit the scoreboard, which was great. Is that going to be the role we see you play fairly regularly this year? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, hopefully um, I'll just be able to mix between the two. I think it's important to have that versatility. And um, I mentioned it the other night, but with some of the guys that have come on now, um, some of our younger players, uh, it's really good to be able to get them around in and around the midfield and get their, get their hands on the footy as well. So as a result, yeah, I'm able to sort of do a, do a dual role and, and play forward. But yeah, it's a position I'm pretty familiar with. Uh, I did it early in my career and yeah, I've also... Uh, done it recently as you mentioned so um yeah i love working with uh with rails the forwards coach he's an absolute guru um so it's uh it's been great to, to mix between the two lines so ben externally there's a lot of noise about the crows where the preseason suggests it's going to be an exciting year some people are even mentioning that f word with the potential of finals yeah. what's the feeling like internally though do you feel that you're at a point where you can mix it with the top eight teams in the competition and potentially have a finals berth? Uh, I think I think we've shown that we, we can mix it with those teams. However, I'm also very wary of sort of, yeah, throwing that word around. Uh, I'm sort of only witnessing firsthand now um, the South Australian media and how uh, how crazy it all is. Uh, we've won two preseason <laughs> games and, and everyone's going bananas. So it's, it's, I'm having a, a little laugh to myself, but... Um, 
look, we're well, me, me in particular, but as a group, we're pretty process driven. So, um, yeah, we're just trying to go um, really refine our game, really keep working on the areas we need to work on, and um, I feel like we're doing that. I feel like we're yeah, we're a few years into this rebuild, if you want to call it that, and we're really starting to see some see some results. So, I mean, yeah, the on field results are sometimes out of our control, so we just have to see what happens, and all we can do is uh, is prepare. Bix asked about your personal journey. I want to touch on that as well. Um, do you, on reflection, do you look at being delisted by the Lions as almost a blessing in disguise to make you probably reassess where you're at and not take anything for granted, which has led you to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that was uh, that was an absolute blessing. Um, probably be out, being able to move out of my hometown as well um, in Brisbane. I was, you know, raised in Brisbane. I was always there, and you know, felt like I knew everyone there, and that that comes with a bit of extra pressure and. Um, to leave and come to, to Adelaide, which is which is a footy state, which is another uh, experience for me, and just to really feel the pressure and the, you know the vibe of the city, how much they love their sport. Um, it was just a completely different journey, and it's really sort of brought the best out of me so far, and brought its own challenges. But yeah, I'm loving it at the moment. Um, it's fantastic, and and obviously coming to the club the same time that Nixie did was was really helpful for me as well. So we were able to sort of. You know, build a relationship from that uh, from that day one, and um, he was almost able to mould me uh, into the player that he sort of he sort of wanted going forward. He clearly had a vision, so yeah, a lot of little blessings along the way. Um, it's it's good looking back. Um, yeah, it's been been an interesting time, but yeah, hopefully it's uh, onwards and upwards from here. I think it's easy to look at the performances. As you said, it's only two games, and and you've performed really well, and people can make all you know different uh, assumptions there, but. Another way you can measure how you look as a side is the depth. And, you know, blokes like Chase Jones and Ned McHenry, Murphy, even on the weekend, you know, uh, Riley Thilthorpe uh, sat on the, the fence. Those guys aren't playing. So that just shows the depth that you have. And, and the introduction of players like um, Dawson and Rochelle and Pedler again this year, Rankin comes into the side, Mitch Hinge has consolidated his position those players have pushed up and, and made it really difficult for those other guys, and that can only be a good thing going forward. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's obviously hard to predict the future, but I felt that uh, the training standard definitely went up this preseason. And I was also, uh, I was also um, happy with the sample team, how they went last year, um, making the finals and putting together a strong campaign. Usually what that means, history tells us, is you know when the reserve side starts going well and really pushing up, then the you know the development's going well, and then the AFL sides uh, got some got some good things coming around the corner. So yeah, it's uh, it's a good sign. And uh, the other thing is that we're really healthy as well, apart from you know a couple of guys. Um, we've been able to get everyone on the park, and um, that's probably made training um, go to a really high standard. Uh, so yeah, pretty happy. Now, it's cold today in Adelaide, but a, a couple of months ago, you were in the stinking hot weather of Doha in Qatar watching Australia in the FIFA World Cup. Do you still have to pinch yourself, mate, and look back and go, what you managed to do in your off-season was to, to go to one of the world's biggest sporting events? Yes, yes, I do have to pinch myself sometimes. Sometimes I see photos and I, I actually can't believe I was there. It was like a some sort of crazy dream that... You know, you, you obviously got the best job in the world following around the Socceroos, but yeah, that, that Denmark game that I was able to go to was certainly live in the memory for a long time. Probably in my, uh, yeah, it's probably, probably the top, probably the top moment of, of live sport I've ever watched. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. It's, uh, it's interesting. Actually, I got the opportunity because I have to have shoulder surgery and I missed my original holiday, 
um, with a couple of the boys overseas. So I had to, I had to do my own thing, and, and that was the result. So another little sliding doors moment, another blessing in disguise. Hey, we got a text just finally, Ben, 0427154166. We like to ask the hard-hitting questions here. You spoke about the SA media on SENSA. Um, Ange wants to know what you're having for breakfast this morning. Uh, I just finished uh, four pieces of avocado and tomato on toast with olive oil sprinkled, and I'm drinking my coffee right now. Wow. We heard you just have a sip of the coffee then, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Mate, thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat. Congratulations on um, once again being part of the leadership group. But, of course, um, exciting times if you're a fan of the Adelaide Crows. As you said, you don't want to get too carried away in the preseason, but um, your form's been spectacular. Your story even better. We can only wish you all the success in the world, Ben. Thank you so much, fellas. Really good to chat. Appreciate it. Yep. See you, Ben. There you oh, he's, go. He's really good, isn't he? You want ben someone James. like that around your well, club. It's, it's just a great success story. Now, Adelaide, uh, people have been critical that they have um, missed some of their top picks. You know, unfortunately, Fisher Mackesy uh, didn't quite work out. He was pick six. Jordan Gallucci was a first-round pick. That was a bust, unfortunately. Didn't quite go to plan. But, boy... They've shot the lights out with some of their mm. other picks. Huh? So a delisted free agent in Ben Keys has been outstanding. A rookie in Riley uh, O'Brien ends up winning the best and fairest. Rory Laird, mm-hmm. two-time best and fairest. He's off the rookie list as well. And there's there's numerous others that come. You know, Jake Saliga, I think he's going to be a great player. He was a pick in the 30. So Adelaide's recruiting. Yes, there are, there are opportunities to be critical of it. But the, some of the back-end talent that they've been able to identify as um, – has really insulated them against some of those other ones that haven't quite gone right. Two things as well. We noticed that he has olive oil drizzled on his toast in the morning. Four and avocado, four slices mm-hmm. of bread with avocado. Does oh, he's he... got a, a rig that he needs to take care of. Well, I'm more interested in the fact that avocados are about $3.50 each. You know, oh, well, he's, he's part of the leadership group now. <laughs> and he's also from the, the Mark Bickley School of Radio, where mid-question I heard him go... Have a drink of his coffee. I mean, could that wait until the end of the interview? Yeah, and, and I love how you uh, you asked him about uh, being over there at the World Cup, knowing yeah. that him going to yeah, one, it was a setup. Him going to one game was the greatest sporting moment mm. of his life, and you knowing that you went to every game just worked yourself into that beautifully. No, we pre-planned that. It was fantastic. <laughs> we are here. thanks to MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. We are playing Quick Picks next. Brand sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned tire power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's. 26 minutes to 8 on this Wednesday morning, the 8th of March. We uh, have a lot of giveaways on the show today. We've got that Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $59.95. That will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds power 24-7. And also a double pass to the Adelaide Cup on Monday, the 13th of March, thanks to Racing SA. We'll give away both of those prizes very soon. Just get involved in the show. 0427 154 166. It's Quick Bicks next. Your local tyre power. Save on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Buy three, get one free at Tyre Power. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's 22 to 8 on this Wednesday morning, Bix. We always like to talk about some of our yes moments. Great business starts with yes. I think straight away we should say International Women's Day is a big yes moment, right? It is indeed. And we've got lots of text messages coming through. We've asked the question about who are some of SA's great women athletes. Um, Rhea Ripley gets a nomination. WWE stars up there for great SA female athletes. That's Cal from Port Adelaide. 
Morning, Walshie and Bix. We nominated uh, Anna Mears a little bit earlier. That was on another text. Uh, James says, wasn't Anna Mears born in Queensland? Definitely an adopted SA, though. Uh, South Aussie, I should say. Uh, my mention is Talia McGrath. Not only our best, but could be... Um, not our best yet, but could be by the end of her career. That was James from Woodcroft. And another one from Brett that says, what about Rachel Spawn, who is a super athlete, super person? I think they're all very good ones. Keep them coming in. 0427-154-166. MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. Time for this. Meep, meep. Here we go, Mark Bickley. It's time for Quick Bix, where we put you to the test. Yes. Uh, I will read out a couple of questions and give you 10 seconds to answer each question. I, I dread this each week. because it's a pressure I, cooker. Well, I think I'm going to make a fool of myself. I, I should know the answers, but I won't. So here I go. I'm a little bit anxious. Today is the family edition. Mm-hmm. So we've done numbers um, and uh, you did okay the the family edition today is a little bit different and okay. i feel that out of the six questions in quick bix yeah six you will get three of them 50-50 50-50 yeah okay but you like to prove me wrong so oh. maybe i've just underestimated you so i can make you look good or maybe you'll, i'll get zero let's uh, have a, let's have a let's have a crack the 10 second timer will start at the end of each question do i get one extension do you want an extension? Well, I haven't used it yet, but you offered it to me last week. So. All right. Okay. So this is how the extension will work. You just need to say extension, <laughs> and that will give you another 10 seconds, okay? You okay. get to use that, but you have to yell it out the way I did extension. it. Extension. Perfect. Okay, let's get into it. It is the family edition of Quick Bix. Question one, in order of most games to least games, list the four Selwood brothers. Oh, goodness. Well, Joel's number one. Scott's number two. Uh, Joel, Scott, <laughs> Adam, extension. Oh, he's called <laughs> extension already. Okay, you get another 10 seconds. I'm going with Adam. Oh, I don't even, I can't remember. This is, oh, apologies to Mr. and Mrs. Selwood. Um, Troy. Troy. Okay. What a waste of an extension. You've used it straight away. So you went Joel, mm. Scott, Adam, Troy. Mm. Now, the brothers are all correct. Mm. Wrong order? The order is incorrect. So in order of most games to least games, Joel Selwood, mm. 355 I games. Pretty, I was pretty confident on that. Very confident with him. <laughs> Adam played 187. 187? Scott Mm. Played 169. Oh, there's not much in that. He had a lot of injuries, Scott. I didn't play the games, mate. I just, I'm just going by the facts, all right? <laughs> okay, and yeah. Troy played 75. Well, that that makes a bit of sense then. The, the order that I got them, you uh, got them wrong. I know, but I mean, the, the way that I enunciated the the names was almost um, the fact that. Yeah, Joel played the most and Troy played the least. I got the bookends right. I'll be honest with you. No matter how many ways you try to pretend that you got it right, you got it wrong. No, well. Question two. 50%. I got <laughs> first <and> fourth. <laughs> okay. Mate, we're going to run out of time. All right, All right. Adelaide has two players who have brothers at other teams. Who are they and what clubs? Adelaide has two players. Brothers. I'm going to say Tyler Brown and another club. Another. Ooh. No, I don't know. 
I didn't even bring Tyler Brown into consideration. Yeah. So you're wrong anyway, because um, the two I had were Elliot and Harry Himmelberg. Of course. And Matt and Brad Crouch. Yeah, well, mm, it, poor by me. That's really poor by you. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's what I thought you'd get well, right. Well, there's only 45 guys on Adelaide's list, and I was going through them, and I just didn't sort of flick past them. Anyway. You're captain the club. Move on. It's your club. Move on. Okay. I will. <laughs> Let's avoid that. All right. Which father-son combination has played the most amount of VFL-AFL matches? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with... Come on, Bix. Dustin <sighs> Fletcher. And? And his dad. <laughs> yes. Which combination? That's the combination. All right, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Ken, Ken and is, Dustin yeah. Fletcher, 664 yes. matches between them. Ken played 264 and Dustin 400. What a star he was. It's a good start now. You're back. I'm one and a half out of one three. <laughs> okay. Three to go. Thank goodness. I just want this to end. Okay. Quick picks, the family edition. Question four. Xavier Dersma's sister, Yasmin, also mm. plays for Port Adelaide in the AFLW. Before taking Brad, Brad Ebert's number seven, what number was Xavier? 30. Okay. I'm stopping that and just not. <laughs> it was number 21. Uh, well, I didn't know, so I thought I'd go really confidently. Yeah, you saved really time for us. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay, two to go. The very first father-daughter selection was taken in 2018 by Carlton. Whose daughter was taken? Oh, whose daughter was taken by Carlton? Was it a Carlton player, the father? Yeah, it had to be, didn't it? Um, <laughs> I mean, I want to give you... No, no, sorry. I was, I'm going to go with... Uh, I wanted to say Brett Ratton, but I don't think that's right. What about uh, Fraser Brown? Fraser Brown's incorrect. Who was it? The rule of father-daughter is the father yeah, needs I, to have played yeah. for the club. Um, Andrew McKay. Should have known that. You should have known that. South Aussie. Should have known all of these. Mm. Thankfully, we're at the last one. <laughs> and again, you are one from four. One and a half. One from five. One and a half from five. Okay, this one you really struggle with. I wanted to make the last one difficult, but the easiest one was difficult mm. for you. To the nearest 10, how many combined matches have the McGovern brothers played? Well, Mitch, I reckon, would have played 80 or 90, and I reckon Jeremy's played 220. So I'm going to say 310. Oh, you were you were almost bang on with Mitch. You're incorrect. So Jeremy's played 163 and Mitch mm. has played 81, so 244. Well, if... Bloody Jeremy got himself organised and didn't have so many injuries. And if Mitch played a bit more footy, I would have been right on the money there. Yeah. And if you did your research, perhaps you would have uh, had this play for you. <laughs> Not so. Well, I think you were ambitious when you said I would get three of them. I feel that the Selwood one was easy. The Adelaide one Excuse was a me? no-brainer. The Selwood one was easy. Scott and Adam, there was eight games between them. Yeah, but Adam Adam's a premiership player at the West Coast Eagles. Mm-hmm. Scott is the youngest brother, and Troy had a lot of injuries too. Yeah. Anyway, I guess people don't want to know about the labour pains. They just want to see the baby, and I, uh, I wasn't able to produce And it was really too. painful with a really <laughs> ugly baby that came out of that. So oh, thank yeah. you so much. Um, now, let's quickly take Sam, who's in Beulah Park, uh, on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Morning, Sam. G'day, morning, boys. Um, just a couple of quick ones. I think 
with the greatest of respect, the NBA is a bit of a false equivalency when it comes to players not playing because that is just a superstar league and they are the only thing that matters, whereas the AFL is a league with superstars. There are 22 players on a field. The individuals aren't quite as big a deal. So I think it's a little bit different. People do pay just to go watch LeBron James. People mm. rarely pay just to go to watch Dustin Martin. Although he's a star, like I would. But And the other thing, um, perhaps more directed at Ubix, I'm interested in how we measure performance from individuals in the AFL. It seems to me that we just cannot get away from if someone gets the ball a lot, they've played well. And like, so therefore midfielders come in, they get drafted, they come in, they get it 20 times or whatever. And all of a sudden they're an explosion into the league or I put my cards at the table, I'm a Geelong fan. Nick Dacos comes in. He is sensational, right? Fantastic. Mm. Kicks the ball out a lot, gets it chipped to him a lot. And Sam DeConing, for instance, plays on the best forwards in the league and beats them, cleans them up. Now, I'm not saying DeConing necessarily deserved the rising star, but clearly the one... Yep. Well, go- I think... And- yeah, go on. Oh, no, sorry. You just dropped out for a second. I was going to say we got the gist of what you were saying there. But it's. I think we have to um, – we can't be guided totally by stats. Stats give you a picture, and I generally use stats to confirm what I'm seeing. So you watch it firsthand, and uh, and then you look at it, and they you know they confirm that this bloke's – you know, doing really well and, and score involvements are, you know, one that you can often use that helps gauge the, the impact players have and meters gain. There's a lot of things that you can use, but they ha- have to all be used in, uh, not in isolation, because in isolation there are, you know, look at Essendon last year, you know, some of their guys through the midfield will get massive numbers, but they, they were flat out doing nothing at all, basically. They're chipping and going round and round in circles. And, you know, I think that's, you know, Adelaide, if you looked a couple of times last year, there was a game against Gold Coast where I think it was Laird and Crouch both had mid to high 30s of possessions, but they lost the game and they lost it comfortably. And the midfield of, I think Noah Anderson got the three Brownlow votes that night and he had, say, 25 possessions, but was just so much more damaging with his possessions. So I think we're getting a little bit more educated around it's not just stats. And and even I think we can continue to go one better around the kickouts. That running out of the square and kicking the ball should not be a stat sort of nominated to the player because they didn't do anything to earn it. And the, there's been a change in rules where you don't have to kick it to yourself and you can just do that. And so little adjustments like that, I think, are, uh, are worth doing because I think that does inflate people's opinions sometimes. If, you, if you're not an aficionado or sometimes if, um, you know, particularly if, People are at the footy and they look at the the apps on their phones. And you get all that access to stats now. You can you can perhaps if you don't know a lot about it, you can just refer back to that. Oh, well, he had it forty times. He must have been the best player on the ground. But I don't think that's always the case. Thank you for the call, Sam. You're going to the running to win that cricket stump esky filled with nippies, ice flavored milks, and fresh juices. Jake Lehman, not too far away from the Redbacks. And can I also say it doesn't help when the Brownlow Medal is just dominated by midfielders when you have all Australian forwards and all Australian defenders who hardly register a vote. I'm not sure that's a great uh, ideal either. The 2023 Tab Adelaide Cup Gamble responsibly 1-800-858-858. It is coming to Adelaide on the 13th of March, which is Monday. Uh, We will have a chat from Racing SA to Carla Deacon next on SEN. 
Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills, coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! Four minutes to eight. 20 degrees we are going for today. It, it's looking okay on Monday. It's uh, perfect timing as well. If the sun is shining over Adelaide with the 2023 Tab Adelaide Cup, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Actually, if you did want to head along, you can give us a call right now. 1-300-736-736. Brand and marketing manager at the Morfordville Race Course is Carla Deacon, who joins us on the line right now. It's an exciting time to be in South Australia. Carla, good morning. Good morning. Yes, it certainly is. Tell us, Carla, what uh, what can patrons expect when they get to the Adelaide Cup on Monday? Got any new uh, innovations for them? Well, it's going to be the biggest trackside celebration of the year at Morfittville on Monday. And as you mentioned, uh, even the weather is coming to the party, which is good to see. Um, it, there's going to be a great blend of um, fashion, racing, activations, entertainment, food and drinks, um, plenty of action trackside um, for everyone to get involved. Uh, I'm interested. I'm just looking at a few of the attractions here. The Byron Bay Beer Garden, that sounds uh, rather interesting and should be pretty popular, I would think. Yeah. For those who are interested in the more traditional aspects of race day, I'd suggest definitely getting along in under the bedding wing there where we've had a bit of a makeover with the Byron Bay Beer Garden. Um, there's going to be a continuous race feed there, big screen to catch all the action, plenty of bedding facilities, fantastic premium lager and beers on tap, um, and plenty of food options as well. Now, one of the biggest questions that Mark Bickley has asked me off air this morning is how he gets involved in the fashions on the field. So <laughs> yes, for something yes. like that, how does it work and how do we enter? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there's two categories, the best uh, dressed male and best dressed female. So there's such a sense of occasion about the day, really encouraging everyone to to get dressed up. And for those who would love to try their luck um, as the most fashionable, uh, you can enter at the tramway gate. Uh, Gates open at 10am. So head on through and make your way to the marquee just inside to to register. Um, And then the main event will kick off in Flourish down on the Derby lawns just after race three. And I'm sure it makes you pretty excited, Carla, that you can organise an event now and not have to worry about things like COVID because it's been such an unusual past couple of years where you've had to just move things around, hoping that you can get an event underway. Absolutely. Well, it's, yeah, it's fantastic to see the festival atmosphere in Adelaide at this time of year is unparalleled and it's just great to see everyone getting amongst it and taking advantage of that. And we're thrilled to be able to have the gates open and um, encourage walk-ups, um, people to come up on the day um, and, yeah, really take advantage of that trackside party atmosphere. Now, Carla, what about for all our punters? We've got a big day of racing, some, uh, some big races, obviously. With the Cup, do you have a, do you have a tip at all? Oh, look, to be honest, my tip is to get there as soon as gates open <laughs> yeah, and good, head good down advice. to Flourish. <laughs> you grab a, grab a sparkling wine under under a brolly at one of the lovely tables there. But um, uh, in all seriousness, I think um, I'll be keeping an eye personally on Philip Stokes um, chasing his third consecutive um, cup winner. He's got a quirky uh, Amade um, who might be in with a chance there. That's, that's my tip. Um, but... I've also been hearing whispers about Sabona as well. Oh, very good. We love the fact that you know everything that's going on off the track, but also <laughs> everything that's going on on the track. Carla, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me.
As we did mention too, we do have a double pass to give away. So you can uh, give us a call, 1-300-736-736 and gamble responsibly called 1-800-858-858. we got a big half hour coming up next because uh, we're lucky enough to speak to Jake Lehman, match day two for the SA Redbacks taking on Western Australia in the Marsh Cup final. And also what we like to do on Wednesday morning is do our buy, rent and sell. It's alongside Ray White, North Adelaide Real Estate. to team sport, Rachel Laurie and the team there taking care of business and uh, I'm going to throw some pretty hard-hitting stuff at you which um, can't be much more difficult than quick picks, right? <laughs> well, you always do, Jared. Okay, it's 8 o'clock. Good morning, SENSA. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Good morning to you. We're two minutes past eight. We are in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Did mention a big half an hour coming up. We're going to let you know what's happening in Adelaide. There's a lot happening, especially at the Entertainment Centre tonight. And in a moment, uh, a chat with one of our mates, Pocket Change Mobile Phone Plans with Mate Bix. Got a few texts to get through prior to that. Yeah, we've been talking about managing players' times. Uh, the Gold Coast Crow said, hey, boys, the AFL don't want to manage Trent Cotchin's workload, so why should Richmond? There you go. A little bit of a dig at the uh, the match review panel. 0427-154-166 is the text line if you want to get involved in the show. Bix, a massive day for South Australian cricket over the other side of the country in Western Australia, our Redbacks are competing for hopefully another Marsh Cup title and the man leading the boys out as part of the 11 today is Jake Lehman. Lemo, how are you feeling going into the match, mate? Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah, we're um, over in person. It's, it's sunny here, so um, we're absolutely pumped to be here and, um, yeah, really excited. Really big build-up. Obviously, Western Australia have had a, an incredible season, as they, they always seem to do. Does that give you that kind of all-or-nothing confidence going in, Jake, thinking anything can happen, especially in the last match of the Marsh Cup season? Yeah, I think um, WA, like we've said, have been a bit of a powerhouse in especially white ball comps over the last five or six years. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't win a one-off match. And we've got some great players at the moment in great form. Um, so we just need them to rock up and, and hopefully we can um, cause a bit of an upset and, and bring the trophy back home. Team's been tested as well, obviously, without the likes of Travis Head and, and Alex Carey on international duties. But to see some other players stand up, we spoke to Daniel Drew a couple of weeks ago when he hit the winning runs against Victoria. Um, the depth of the squad is something the Redbacks really haven't experienced before, which not just, I'm sure, give you confidence uh, into the match today, but leading into the future. Yeah, definitely. I think over the last couple of years, we've started to try to develop a few young kids, and they're really... Um, giving it back in space at the moment. Um, Daniel Drew, as you said, he's come along beautifully, playing some beautiful first-class cricket and now getting a go in the one-day game, so that's awesome. we got Spencer Johnson taking six and seven everywhere he goes. Um, had a wonderful big bash. we got Hunty that's um, back in the runs and playing for Aussie A. Um, you know, the, the list goes on. Mick Sweeney, Mick Sweeney's had a great year again, so, um, yeah, it's great for SA Cricket to have that younger crew coming through and performing well. Spencer Johnson's been a really good player to watch out for. Do you think that the BBL campaign for him really helped his confidence moving back into white ball cricket for the Redbacks? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, cricket can be um, definitely a skill-based game at times, but 
most importantly, like it, it's confidence and being able to play those games in front of uh, big crowds and I guess uh, off the stadium in a final and, and just the way he bowled and his presence on the field is definitely changed and it, um, he's really sticking out his chest and, and bowling uh, good gas for us and it, it's exciting to see where um, he'll go in his future, I guess. What kind of stuff will you say to the boys before they take the field at the Wacker? What are you going to inspire them with, Limo? No, just exactly what we're talking about. That Everyone at one point or time this year or the past couple of years has stood up and, and won games for South Australia. And, you know, we're starting to make winning a habit, especially this year in the white ball game. So um, I guess let's continue that and let, let's, let's, let's hunt this WA's team down. Now, we know that you all have an eclectic music taste amongst the Redbacks. Uh, a lot of country music features. Who takes control of the playlist before you take the field? Yeah, there is actually a, a wide branch at the moment uh, between Menenti, Spencer, but um, Daniel Drew has been taking over. And he, he does, he gives a little bit of both for everyone. So um, he's doing a good job, I'd say. And just finally, please do us a favour. If we get to the final over and we need four runs, just take your time because we've already had one heartbreak with the South Australian team. We are behind the Redbacks, Jake Lehman. And, and your journey's been brilliant, mate. To, to work your way back into the side as well is outstanding. A well-deserved spot in that the last match in the Marsh Cup. So hopefully you get to hold it up at the end and, and do South Australia proud. We appreciate your time on match day on SENSA. It sounds like you are at a concert. Someone's playing music at the background. But you know what? It's grand final time. So all the best on behalf of all South Australians, Jake Lehman. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, we love having him on, and of course, we will keep you up to date across the day to go the Redbacks. Let's bring home the Marsh Cup. Jake Lehman, our guest on SENSA. Yes, uh, Jake Lehman there. He's got a big job, and um, great for him leading the side as well. So he's got a chance to uh, do a really good job, upset what is pretty, a pretty star-studded WA team. Yeah, definitely, including Ashton Agar too, who is uh, fresh from, well, let's be honest, doing nothing over in India because he was waiting for a position in the test side. So he'll want to prove a point to the Australian selectors. Chats with mates there, pocket change mobile phone plans with mates as we get into this. Yes! Or yes. Yes! 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 Uh, yes moments, Bix. <laughs> what do you got today? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that my son is in the car on his way to school because he's turning 11 today. Now, oh. I had to leave very early this morning, so I left him a little note. But if you're in the car, Xavier, on your way to school, um, happy birthday, mate. I hope you have a good day. And my wife sent through a photo. My wife uh, was walking past a thrift shop, like a Vinnie's store. Yes. And in the window, there was a block-mounted back-to-back poster and and uh, thing you put on your wall, which featured myself that was faded and looks like it's come out of someone's back shed. It's about 30 years old now, of course. You're going to so, sign that for him? So she bought it for him and wrapped it all up and it's got a picture of him holding it. So um, he's, he's having a chuckle about that. I can't find the, the hook, but I can... This is Stevie Wonder's happy birthday. 
happy birthday Oh, okay, you can sing it, all right? I'll yeah. press stop if you're going to be uh, singing that. Well, we um, didn't have five minutes to wait to get to the chorus. That's also true. Um, the other yes moment, great business starts with yes. We're celebrating International Women's Day today, and it was a, a couple of years ago to the day mm. in 2020 where on International Women's Day, Australia won the T20 Women's World Cup at the MCG, which was incredible. 86,000 people there. Katy Perry performing live at the end. Um, Rachel Haynes not being part of that uh, celebration because she was getting drug tested <laughs> at the time, so she couldn't go dance with uh, Katy Perry. And funnily enough, that was also the day where it was circulating around the MCG that Tom Hanks was in Australia and he and had uh, this COVID. thing called COVID. Mm. Little did we know what was going to happen after that. And probably, I think it's the largest uh, sporting or crowd for a female event, which yes. is amazing, 86,000. And then was pretty much the last big event yeah. before everything shut down. Yep. And here we are right now. So thankfully, we've, we've kind of made it back to normality. It's uh, 10 minutes past day. Good morning. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Quarter past eight. I was going to say sun is shining across Adelaide, but it's pouring with rain in the city. So if you are on the roads, please be very careful. In a moment, Bix, we are going to get into buy, rent, sell. And we are here thanks to more team Ford, Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. Got a couple of texts coming through. Yeah, this one says, Bix, you're the grass expert. How is the Adelaide Oval staff going to get the Adelaide Oval ready for round one? The MCG looks bad and they have an extra they have an extra week and 10,000 UV lights that Adelaide don't have. So we say an extra week. Their concerts were on the weekend, so they've probably got three or four days head start. But their first game is on Thursday night. Yep. Adelaide's game is on Saturday. So it works out about the same. They're replacing 50% of the turf at the MCG, we heard in our news here on SEN. So I'm not sure whether... Adelaide will have to do the same thing, replace all the turf. But if they do, it does create an issue in terms of how quickly that turf takes, you know, whether the roots uh, secure themselves. So the last thing we want is players, you know, trying to change direction and the turf moving underneath them. So that's going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Thanks for alerting us to that, Daniel. Uh, And Seton Park train station is a 24-minute walk to Grange Golf Course. Of course, earlier today we were talking about parking and the amount of people that are going to be at Grange Golf Course with the Live uh, Golf Tournament coming up. They should put on a shuttle bus to get people there or footy buses or people can just walk and get some exercise. So 24-minute walk or maybe a shuttle bus. They'll work it out, I'm sure. Uh, Greg also sent in a text saying, I've got a couple of songs you too could use as theme songs. Bix could have Nothing Else Matters by Metallica and Walshie could have Ramble On, Led Zeppelin. So a little drive-by there. Thank you so much for that. Well, folks, today's your lucky day. This individual wants to buy you today. They know something. I can feel it. Let's get in on it. The broken that was watching. So, so. I think Greg's suggesting that I ramble, which is... What, what's he mean by nothing else matters for me? I'll be honest with you. I don't know, but... Um, we, we appreciate we, have to... we appreciate Greg going out of his way to send us a text. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Uh, Ray White, North Adelaide, supporting local charities and sports clubs because real estate is a team sport. Thanks to Rachel Laurie and the team. Buy, rent and sell. Let's smash through these, Mark. Okay. I will uh, list off a couple of names or teams or topics and you need to buy, rent or sell. Mm. Australia winning the fourth test. I'm going to say sell. I think it might have been a flash in the pan. <laughs> After 
winning the first two tests. Maybe India just took it for granted in the third, mm-hmm. but I think 130,000 at the um, Narendra Modi Stadium. Do you know who Narendra Modi is? No. Please tell me. The Prime Minister of India. Really? Yeah. Got a stadium named after him, I think. Anyway, so happy to be corrected. Uh, <laughs> we wouldn't know. Yeah, <laughs> we just it? went, we just make stuff up. Yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> so I think India will bounce back. They'll win the series 3 1. So I'm selling Australia. Mitch Georgiatis. I'm renting. I've, I've been a huge G. He's got so much talent, but wasn't able to really uh, have a great year last year. Had a very interrupted season. He might have gone back to the Sandful a number of times to get in form. Hasn't set the world on fire or, or so far in the early part of this season. Put on ball movement and the way they've played haven't really helped him. But um, so I'm just, it's a wait and see for, uh, uh, for Mitch. The SA Redbacks and their chances to win the final today in the Marsh Cup. Bye, bye, bye. I yes. just think they're going to get it done. So I'm buying the Redbacks. They're going to go against what the uh, the popular vote would say, that it's going to be hard over in the West and they'll get they'll get the chocolates. The AFL head of football, whoever that is. Yes, well, um, Brad Scott used to be the head of football, but he is now the coach of Essendon. I think that happened, what, late last year? Mm. And they're still waiting for a replacement. Maybe they're waiting to get a replacement to Gill before they then appoint the other one, but... The season's about to start. We've got things like the match review that people aren't happy with, and it feels like maybe uh, there's no one there overseeing that whole situation. So uh, that's a sell for me. Bit of a trick question as well, because there's nothing really to buy or sell or rent. Snoop Dogg. Oh, buy, for sure. Snoop's one of my favourite artists. Oh, yeah? Mm. What's your favourite Snoop Dogg song? Menu Log. (laughs) (laughs) Menu Log. That's very, that's very good. Oh, I, I think that was very good yeah. from you. Um, Nestori Irankunda to Europe by the end of the A-League men's season. Well, your first instinct is just buy that. But we've been fortunate enough to speak to Mark Milligan and also yourself who uh, knows him personally. And what, what the, the theme that's coming through is he's not quite ready yet. The fact that he can't start for Adelaide United, the fitness base isn't quite there. He's quite settled with his family and his teammates here. I think at 17 years of age, he has got the world at his doorstep. There is no rush, I would say. That's a sell. Let's just get organised and play really great footy at the A-League level first, at, at a consistent level and playing full games before we uh, have any international action. Steve Smith, the next captain of the Australian cricket team. Full-time. Mm. Uh, that's a sell for me as well. Only because Steve Smith has said himself, I don't want this to be a permanent role. I'm happy to fill in whilst Pat is back in Australia looking after mum or being with his mother. So uh, if if Steve doesn't see himself as the next captain and doesn't aspire to be and have that role, I'm not saying he should do it. So it's a sell for me. And finally... In buy, rent, and sell, thanks to Ray White, North Adelaide, real estate's a team sport. Cats. Oh, it's a buy every day of the week. Love cats. Got two cats at the moment. What are their names? I've got a ginger one who's mm. called Ninja. You have a ginger ninja. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and I've got a black one, mm. very original name, Sooty. Okay. Mm. So there you go. So it's a visual sort of name. Thing. Yeah, no, we get it. Mm. Okay. It says a lot about you, I think. Keep it, keep it simple. 
Yeah, I know. I just, I just. Oh, so feel... you have a dog, obviously. Yeah, I've got so a you're dog. You're not happy. Dog's with that. a legend. So what's your dog's name? Uh, Kimber, the white lion, and we had a cat, uh, Valet, um, called Vegemite, mm. and I hated it. What? Like, because I inherited the cat. It was like my wife's cat when we met, and it just looked at you and meowed, and just it doesn't. Cats don't like people. Was it black? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's similar to Sooty, then, isn't it? All right. Okay, I'm I'm glad I asked. So, I just... so how did you come up with Kimber, the white lion? Yeah, does do you remember that? Look, does your dog look like a lion, does it? Yeah, this is amazing chat we're having right now. <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah, if you're still listening, we'd love to get your take on it. 0427154166. We'll let you know what's you going on, Adelaide. <laughs> we'll be back in a sec. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! Been a big show. We caught up with Ben Keys from the Adelaide Crows. Jake Lehman from the Redbacks. Uh, both of those chats on the podcast and also the worst edition of Quick Bix. The mm. questions are great, but... Um, the responses weren't. Well, that's the that idea brilliant. of a quiz. It's meant to be hard. Yep. It was hard today. I agree. It will be easier next week. Hey, uh, Oakbank Easter Festival tickets are now available. That's going to be great over Easter. And Bix, we like to do a bit of a what's on in Adelaide. You, you mentioned your favourite Snoop Dogg song earlier being the uh, Menu Log song. Well, mm. he's actually in Adelaide tonight playing at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre, which I'm very excited about going. I'm going with my wife tonight. We're going on a date to yep. see Snoop Dogg. Will you dress up? What will you wear? Will you have a chain, gold chain on? No, I think I'll be very low-key. Yeah. Um, just go there and watch it. Will We've you wear got... your hat backwards? Yeah, I think so. We've got a babysitter uh, that can only stay at our house until about 10.30. Mm. Snoop Dogg's on stage at 9.45. <laughs> I'll be asleep. I go to bed at 8.30. Oh, dear. What, what about the hat with the very straight sort of peak out the front? Will you be doing that? I'll take a photo and send it to you, <laughs> okay? Do. So don't forget the Oak Bank Easter Festival. If you are wanting tickets, um, you've got to book them now because they are available. Tomorrow we are going to play all of our mistakes, which there's been a lot of them it this could week. could be a long show. Thank you, everybody, for getting involved. Whether you did give us a call on 1300 736 736 or you sent it a text, we had a stack of texts coming through today on International Women's Day. Make sure you take a moment to thank the women in your life on a really special day. Yeah, and uh, did we thank Mac from Windsor Gardens? Oh, yeah, Mac from Windsor Gardens gets the uh, power bank, which will keep you charged over the rest of the day and the week. Be safe on Adelaide's roads. This is my kind of day. It's raining and it's cold. It's finally here, Mark Bickley. We'll catch you tomorrow. Yeah.